You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Leviticus chapter 14. Uh, begin with verse 1, and it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper. Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, wash himself in water that he may be clean. And after that he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. Uh, What's interesting is you have before you, according to the law, you have the process of a leper being cleansed. This is a, a very, and I won't spend time going through all the details of this process, but it's absolutely a wonderful how it, it is a type of our salvation. You'll notice that it was brought on, he was brought unto the priest. The Lord became our high priest. He is our high priest. So we go to him now. You'll notice that two birds were brought alive, one representing obviously the Lord, one representing the leper. And the cedar wood, which was humanity, and scarlet, which was suffering, and hyssop, which represented faith. And, and one of the birds was to be killed in an earthen vessel. That's what Jesus came as man. And obviously, he died on the cross for you and I. You'll notice that it was done over running water, a type of baptism, and that it is a continual process of cleansing after you have been baptized in the precious name of Jesus. The, 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 the bird was then uh, dipped uh, in the blood of the bird that was killed. And obviously, each and every one of our lives uh, is only changed by the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. That was done for a process of seven times, which means completion or perfection. And then the living bird was let loose uh, into the field where you and I get to be free. And I'm thankful this morning for that process, and I won't spend the whole sermon on that, but I just uh, shared a little bit of that to give you an idea of what it was like for underneath the law for a leper to be cleansed. Of course, leprosy is a type of sin. It is a representation of, not that the leper was uh, uh, because of sin, but it was a type of sin, and so this was an example of how the law was used, the requirement that was used for a leper to be cleansed. And then you move ahead to the New Testament, and in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8 is a wonderful chapter, spent time studying that while I was gone, and verse 1 says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leper 
and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This morning I want to talk to you about touching the untouchable. Touching the untouchable. Everything that was required according to the law in Leviticus 14 for a leper is the opposite of what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus was willing to touch the untouchable. He stepped forward in a situation to a person that was not allowed to be touched. He actually had to avoid people. He actually was segregated and isolated and off to himself. And that process had to continue until, according to the law, he went through after healing. He went through the cleansing of Leviticus 14. The power of Jesus to touch the untouchable was he stepped into this man's situation and this man said, I can be healed if you, if you wilt, Lord, if you wilt. And the Bible says, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. What's interesting about this process is you can read through the book of Matthew, especially chapter 8, and you'll notice where in this instance Jesus touched the leper outside of the norm of what was known underneath the law. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. It says, And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Another instance in the same chapter where Jesus goes outside of the requirement of the law and touches a woman. He touches her to be healed of a fever. According to the law, this was not proper. We can go through, and you can read in all kinds of instances in Old Testament. You can read about the instances in Leviticus 15. Uh, uh, things according to the law that even the husband of a wife at times uh, was not to touch her. Jesus went outside of the bounds of what known, what was known as the law, to touch the untouchable. The untouchable. Luke chapter 9 and verse 45, And there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be greatest? And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him. And said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receiveth me, receive me, receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, all the same shall be great. Again, the instance of Jesus 
going outside the bounds of what was proper according to the law. And he took another person's child and sat that child down beside him and allowed the people to see that if you want to be great in the kingdom, you got to become like this child. The child that would be seen, according to Scripture, as insignificant uh, and even not even in the numbering of their count. Uh, but Jesus took uh, what was considered the untouchable uh, and allowed himself to touch them, touching the untouchable. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Again, you can go back to Leviticus chapter 21, verse 17. It says, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in the generation that hath any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. And whatsoever man that he hath a blemish, he shall not approach. A blind man or a lame or he that hath a flat nose or, or anything superfluous. Uh, you'll notice throughout Scripture, this was absolutely against the law. And Jesus superseded the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. The new covenant became greater than the old covenant. And in the four instances, and there's many more, but four instances that I have shared with you this morning, the leper, the woman, the children, and the blind, in all of these cases, Jesus touched them. He touched the untouchable. He was willing to touch those who were not to be touched by anyone else. What's interesting In Matthew chapter 8, the chapter that I read to you, two of the examples. In that very same chapter, in the very same chapter, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. This is someone that Jesus could actually come and touch. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, And he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. The interesting part of this story is Jesus could have gone 
to the centurion's house. He could have laid hands on him, and he could have healed him in person. But the centurion said, you just have to speak, Lord. If you just speak, I know he will be healed. In the very same chapter, the very, the very same example was given. Verse 16 of chapter 8, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Again, many of, many of the individuals that he could have reached out and touched, he could have touched them according to the law, but rather you see again in this example that he just spoke the word. So here you have, you have four examples that I've given to you this morning that Jesus was not to do, and two examples that he could have. Yet in the four examples that he was not supposed to, he touched. And in two examples that he could have, he spoke the word. The leprosy seen as a type of sin. The woman, the woman who was viewed as property and of little value in that day. The children who were seen as insignificant. And the blind, according to the law, was seen as deformed. Each of these individuals, it was not seen as proper to touch, to minister to, to give value to them. In all of these instances of that day, they were seen as of less value. See, there are those today, there are those today who feel beyond the touch of the Lord. That too much has happened in their lives. That they see no value in their future. They feel insignificant or they feel unworthy. They feel like it would not be them that would, would be the person or the individual that God was willing to touch. But I'm here to tell you today that he's looking to touch the untouchable. He's looking to reach the ones that feel insignificant or unworthy or feel like they have gone too far or there's too much that has been lost or too many things that have happened that it would be impossible for God to accomplish in their life like he accomplishes in everyone else. But let me tell you, he's become greater than the law. The new covenant is much greater than the old covenant. His desire this morning on this Sunday morning is to reach into the lives of individuals that do not feel they are touchable and they do not feel that it's a possibility and yet God's presence just one moment yes he could speak the word yes he could speak whatever was necessary into existence but he desires to touch you uh, Jesus was quoting from Isaiah 61, when he quoted in Luke chapter 4, Luke wrote it down. Verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Notice who he says, to the poor. 
He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. In this, in this passage, Jesus is quoting from Isaiah 61. He could have listed any amount of people in this passage. It could have been, it could have been written by Isaiah of any groups of people but notice uh, who it is that is written, the poor, the brokenhearted, the captive, the blind, those that are bruised, uh, the people that beyond uh, beyond the touch uh, of, an, of a, a lawful situation, uh, the touch uh, that would not be proper according to the law. Uh, but out of that, uh, Jesus uh, becomes greater than any law. He becomes greater than anything uh, that was written uh, Old Testament uh, because Yahweh became Jesus, uh, manifested in the flesh. Uh, and this morning, he is after the bruised and the captive. He is here for the blind and those that are poor. He is here for the brokenhearted and the ones who need deliverance this morning. He's ready to touch the untouchable. Say, how is that relevant, Pastor? Well, our world is full of people, full of individuals that don't have it together, don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, have nowhere else to turn, has been rejected and isolated and segregated, and people who have felt alone and nowhere to turn feel hopeless and helpless. People who feel like they have gone past the point of any return. And I'm here to preach this morning that he's ready to touch the untouchable. But, Pastor, I haven't felt his presence for so long. He's ready to touch you this morning. But pastor, I've broken my covenant with him. He's ready to repair that covenant this morning. But pastor, I've let him down so many times. He's ready to pick you back up again today. But I've failed him so many times. He's ready to restore you again today. But I've been empty for so long. He's ready to refill you this morning, he's ready to touch the untouchable. Oh, he could. He could just speak the word in all situations. He could. But notice in this, these examples that I've given to you this morning, he made a decision to touch the untouchable. To touch the leper who the law said had to go through an extensive cleansing. Can you imagine the response of that leper when Jesus touched him and immediately he was made whole? Jesus said, you can go show yourself to the priest. This is a man that was put on the outside 
wasn't allowed in the camp. Sure wasn't allowed in the temple. No worship could be offered. No praise could be given. Ridiculed and ousted outside of the people of God. But one touch from someone who was willing to touch the untouchable and his light was immediately transformed to the woman who would not have been permitted to be touched by anyone else, only to her amazement after Jesus took her by the hand and immediately her fever left and she got up and ministered to them. You can imagine the child who was seen as so insignificant would not even be counted in the numbering. And yet they, they watch as Jesus takes that child and sits him down beside him. I don't know who that child was. The Bible doesn't say. The Bible just says that the rest of the people who were there to experience that event found out if they want it to be great, if they want it to be someone, if they ever wanted to accomplish anything in life, they had to become just like that little child. I've been to countries where, where they, 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 they take two children to count as one person. I've been to countries like that. I've watched and experienced the insignificance in some cultures of children. Yet to watch in a one moment time of a service, God reached down and fill a child with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and to let people see that this child is not insignificant. They're a vessel ready ready and able to receive God's presence into their life just like an adult. And for people to realize if they ever wanted to become great in the kingdom, they had to become just like that child. And you can imagine those blind men. I don't know how old they were. I don't know how long that or how many years they had been blind. All I know is they cried out to Jesus, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And in that instance, you have to understand, they weren't allowed in the temple either. They weren't allowed to offer sacrifice or worship. Not allowed in the temple. But in one moment's time, Jesus stops. And yes, he could have spoken the word over them like he did in other instances. But no, he went beyond the norm. He went beyond the status quo. He went beyond what would have been okay. And he reached out and he touched them. And blindness left. And they were healed. You can imagine that first moment of being able to go now into the temple, and into the presence of God. No longer could they be kept out or withheld from being 
being in the temple just because Jesus was willing to touch the untouchable. Today, there can be loved ones, there can be children, there can be spouses, there can be brothers and sisters, there can be family members, there can be neighbors, there can be fellow employees, there can be all kinds of people that you may feel in your heart this morning. Maybe it's even crossed through your mind. I don't know how they would ever be saved. I don't know how they would ever get back. I don't know how they could ever be restored. I don't know how they would ever see. I don't know how they could ever perceive what I feel and what I know and, and how God has touched me. I don't know how they could ever experience it. I don't know. It seems like their, their life is wild. It seems like they're, they're on, a, on, a, on a downward spiral. It seems like their path is going away from God. And, and yet I say to you this morning that he's willing to touch the untouchable. You can come into this house. You can come and listen to watch church this morning from wherever you are. And you can feel the same things go through your mind that uh, I don't know how it's possible for me to get to where I used to be. I don't know how it's possible for me to be restored to what I need to be restored to. I don't know how it's possible to be forgiven of what I've done. I don't know how it's possible for my life to be changed and transformed to what it needs to be. And yet I say to you this morning, he's willing to touch the untouchable. Today we could say, that Jesus could change your life with a spoken word, and he could, and he can. But he desires to touch your life this morning, to remove any sin that would separate you from his family, just as it would have been represented in the life of a leper, to bring value and purpose to your life, which would have been the lack of that was seen in the life of the woman. To adopt you as his child, to bring you into his family, as it would have been seen in the insignificance of that child. To remove all barriers to your worship and to bring you into his presence, that would have been represented in the life of the blind man. All of those things today, the Lord would like to change in each of our lives. In each of our lives. I'm sure you are aware, but we don't have time. We don't have time to wait. The time is urgent. We're just one nuclear weapon, one wrong plane shot down from a worldwide war. If you're not aware of that, and you think, well, that's on the other side of the world, that's, that's not on the other side of the world. We're part of that. That is happening in our lifetime. There's no time to push it ahead. We've just gone through two years 
of a pandemic. There's no time to push it ahead. The urgency is now to be touched by the hand of Jesus. People's lives and hearts are at stake. The time is now. The urgency is now to be in God's house. The urgency to be in his presence. The urgency to be filled with his spirit. The urgency to be baptized in his name. The urgency to have our lives dedicated and, and committed to It's now. So hear me this morning. Do not feel like you're beyond the hand of God. He's here this morning to touch the untouchable. You say, well, pastor, I, I'm, I'm in this church. I, I've, I've been touched by, by God. I, my life's been changed by God. I'm thankful for that. But there's many this morning that have not felt what you feel and do not experience what you experienced this morning and have a hard time walking through the door of a church to feel the touch of God because they feel like they're beyond the hand of a touchable Savior. I'm here to say today without any hesitation, that he's willing to touch the untouchable. Every wayward child, every wayward spouse, every addicted person, every oppressed and depressed individual, every person that's feeling the weight of life and the helplessness and hopelessness of future, every person that has nowhere else to turn, I'm telling you this morning, Jesus steps out of the norm. He's not just looking for lives that's got it together. He's not just looking for lives that seem to have it all figured out. No, it's the opposite. The opposite this morning. He's working and he's working outside the norms of what we think would be. And he's reaching to touch the untouchable. You can see it in the calling. Music come. You can see it in the calling of his disciples. He didn't call the ones that were expected. He rather did the opposite. John chapter 4, Jesus and his disciples are getting ready for a journey. The normal route is not the route that Jesus wanted to take. The verse makes it very clear. It just says, and he must needs go through Samaria. Disciples, you, you, you go and find something to eat. All of you go. You think they would have got maybe a little suspicious with that. 
But maybe it was easy for them to go because Jesus is actually going through somewhere where he's not supposed to. It's not the, the commonplace to go. It's not the normal route. It's not what would have been seen as okay. But he was going to come in contact with an individual that he should never talk to. A person whose life was total, a total disaster. You can see that in the conversation. She's now with her sixth husband. Her life's been a disaster. And Jesus stops at the well. He doesn't condemn her. He doesn't ridicule her. But rather, if you would have a drink of the water that I would give you, you would never thirst again. What are you talking about? You don't even have something to draw water with. You're not even supposed to be talking to me. I'm not someone that qualifies to be good enough for you. That conversation ends. And you can see the result of that meeting as she returns to her community and tells them about a Savior that's gone beyond the norms to touch the untouchable. The Bible doesn't tell us the conversations the disciples would have had upon their return. Oh my goodness, God. What, what, do, you, what do you have done? What, what happened while we were gone? You had a conversation with who? Oh my goodness, this is going to be this is going to be all across Facebook. This is going to be a disaster. Do you realize how much how much terrible news this is going to be towards the church and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to get growing here and what we're trying to preach and who we're trying to minister to? Can you imagine God how long it's going to take for this this instance to dissipate I don't know the Bible doesn't tell us the conversations but I can guarantee you this was not just any little thing that happened Jesus was telling a prostitute an adulterer what it meant to have eternal life he was really willing to reach the untouchable. Nobody in this room this morning, online or watching, listening, nobody is beyond the hand of Jesus Christ. Nobody. Oh, down in my spirit. Say, well, I'm, I'm not blind, Pastor. Maybe not physically this morning, but how's everything spiritually? 
not a leper this morning, maybe not physically, but is there sin in your life this morning? I'm not a child, maybe not physically, but do you feel insignificant in the kingdom this morning? You may even say, well, I'm not a woman. And there's a good number here that are not women. And it would be good for you to say that. You may even say that this morning. And according to that day, the value and the significance and will be seen as prosperous in your future. And I asked you this morning, are you feeling that you are fulfilled in every aspect of God? So I just bring it to real life experiences in your life today. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the adulterer. I'm not the, the woman at the well. I'm not the prostitute. But I asked you this morning, is there other things that have become more important to you than God that have taken the place of God that have become the idols in your life as an individual that may cut in lower the importance of God in your life because that's how it hits us in real life today Because in an, in an apostolic, a Pentecostal church this morning, there can still be individuals within the congregation who are even watching or listening and are not where they should be with God. And the enemy would love for you to hear, it's not possible. He's touched you too many times. It's not going to happen again. It's not even a possibility this morning for the Lord to touch you. And pastor is telling you the exact opposite today. That he is willing to touch the untouchable. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.